Welcome everyone back to the Athlete Maestro podcast, the athlete development podcast that helps young athletes like you break your mental and physical limitations in sports as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals. I'm your host Tola Ugunlewe and this is episode 829 and it's another Selects edition about four years in the making. First time we looked at Beyond Borg on episode 307. Beyond Borg of course is one of the greats in the tennis world and what makes his situation unique what makes this situation special is that he stepped away from the game at the ripe age of 26 years old. He decided he didn't want to have anything to do with tennis again. And at that point, he had won 11 Grand Slam titles. So I can only imagine if he decided to play for another 10 years, how many he would have won. I shared three lessons that I wanted to, you to learn from him on that episode Learn to be the master of your emotions. Always know when to step away and develop your own game. Develop your own game. He's a guy, even till this day, he's revered around the world of tennis. Don't forget the Selects Edition. The idea behind it is to replay episodes you might have missed or episodes that are of particular importance where there is something special you are going to learn from it. So if you missed it the first time, perfect opportunity to listen to it again if you listen to it the first time then of course there are going to be some lessons that you might have missed from it if you enjoyed this select edition share it with your fellow athletes on twitter on instagram on facebook or any of the social media platforms you use the whole idea like i said is to help you break your mental and physical limitations in sports as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goal select edition guys beyond ball Iceman, as they usually called him, Bjorn Borg, was as charismatic on the court as he was off it. He was a former professional tennis player who would go down as one of the greatest ever for various reasons. Borg grew up as a child prodigy, taking off the sport at the age of 8. He worked hard to develop his game that by the time he was 13, he could compete comfortably with the best under-18 players in his home country. His breakthrough moment came in 1972 when he represented Sweden in the Davis Cup at just the age of five. Up until that point, it was one of the dreams that he had as a young child. That same year, he was crowned the Wimbledon Junior Singles Champion. If at that point anyone hadn't taken notice of him, he was now in their crosshairs. By the end of 1973, he was ranked world number 18 after an impressive year. In 1974, he won his first of 11 Grand Slam titles at the French Open. At that time, the youngest ever male French Open champion. The following year, he retained the French Open title, beating another legend, Guillermo Vias, in the final. Also, in 1975, Sweden won the Davis Cup for the first time, with Bjorn Borg playing a starring role. Up until that point, he had won 19 consecutive Davis Cup singles matches. He was virtually unplayable. By the end of his career, his Davis Cup singles record was unmatched. 33 consecutive wins. Perhaps the most glamorous of all Grand Slams, he won his first Wimbledon title in 1976, his first of five consecutive championships. The next time he would lose at Wimbledon was in 1981. His record at the French Open and Wimbledon are impeccable. By 1977, he was world number one, even though for a very short time. He continued his dominant streak at the French Open and Wimbledon. He would finish his career with six French Open titles, a record bettered by only a certain Rafael Nadal. 
and five Wimbledon titles, record bettered by Roger Federer and Pete Sampras. He had a storied rivalry with Jimmy Connors and John McEnroe. By the age of 26, he was done with the sports, retiring to the surprise of players and fans alike. He was the first and youngest to win 11 Grand Slam titles and also earn $1 million in prize money in a single year. Many wondered how many Grand Slam titles he would have won if he decided to continue playing. He was named ATP Player of the Year five times, guys, in a row, five times. Today is your mentor, and there are three lessons I want you to learn from Beyond Borg today. And the first lesson, guys, is learn to be a master of your emotion. Before we head into that lesson proper, you see the likes of uh, Roger Federer, you see the likes of Rafael Nadal, Novo Djokovic, Andy Murray, and all of these stars that play the game today, Serena Williams, Venus Williams as well, now you have Naomi Osaka, and all the others that have passed through, Steffi Graf, Kim Clijsters, Monica Sellers. You see, all of these guys are only able to do what they're doing now in part due to the attention that Bjorn Borg brought to the sports in the 70s. It was this charismatic guy who had this aura about him that drew people to the sports. Girls flocked to the stadium just to watch him play because he had this long hair, he used to wear this headband and he just had a charismatic style about him. And of course, they called him the Iceman because of the control that he had of his emotions. That's the first lesson, guys, that I want you to learn from Bjorn Borg. But I want to just put that precursor out there to show that, look, he's one of the best to ever do it and he's one of the guys that brought the sports to where it is currently. You won't have the attention, the fan appeal that tennis has now if it wasn't for the likes of Beyond Board. Now, on this first lesson, guys, which is learn to master your emotion, Beyond Board says they didn't really know what I was thinking or how I was feeling. If I am laughing or crying or disappointed or happy, they didn't know because I kept it all to myself. That didn't mean I wasn't boiling inside, but I would never let anyone see it. Now, we've looked at emotion, guys on previous episodes of the podcast so i want you to pause this episode head over to episode 126 episode 129 and episode 221 where we talked about how to be a master of your emotions different emotions that you're going to go through as an athlete and of course getting to the peak that beyond ball got to he would have gone through so many emotions he would have been upset he would have been angry he would have been flustered stress anxiety would have been a problem for him but you see what he learned early in his career was how to master those emotions you can say that he learned it maybe by mistake because when he was a young guy he was in a training camp or maybe an academy if you want to call it and then they played this competition so at one of the matches he lost his temper and smashed his racket cursed at the other player threw a tantrum and they banned him from that academy for six months and he was so upset that his emotions had gotten him to that point so he said hey look moving forward from this point anything that's happening to me i'm going to keep it all inside i'm going to keep control of my emotions so that i don't get banned again you see that decision later on went on to be a defining moment in his career because you see his opponents didn't know when he was upset his opponents didn't know when he was angry they just didn't know what he was feeling so whether or not he was going through a tough time in the match that they could capitalize on or whether or not they could see him struggling or see him under pressure you would never ever see anything like that on beyond box face and that's why they called him the Iceman. Guys, you have to learn how to master your emotions because you see, you're going to make mistakes in games. Uh, the tide in matches are going to turn in your opponent's favor. They're going to go back and forth from time to time. Different things are going to happen during your training, during your game, your relationship with your coaches, your teammates. All of that, guys, is going to bring out emotions in you that if you do not learn how to control, it's going to be difficult, guys, for you to reach the peak of your powers. Now, you've seen so many young athletes who have lost control of their emotions and it's difficult for them to fulfill their potential. Mario Balotelli is one example. And of course, 
Even in tennis as well, Serena Williams, three times at the US Open, she has cost herself the title because she lost control of her emotions last year with Naomi Osaka, previously with Kim Clijsters, also Samantha Stosser when she was playing them. She lost her emotions, lost complete control of the game, and then she lost the match eventually. Guys, you have to learn how to control your emotions. The advantage, guys, that it gives you is that it keeps you in the zone. It keeps you focused on what you are trying to do, your game plan for that particular game, for that particular match. It keeps you zoned in. And you see this, guys, with so many of the athletes. Maybe you're watching the Olympics, for example. Many of the sports, you're going to see these guys with straight faces. They're controlling their emotions. They don't want to show whether they are anxious. They don't want to show whether they're under pressure. Because if they do, their opponents are going to take advantage of that. You have to control your emotions, guys. The other guy on the other end of the court so many times was John McEnroe, who was a complete opposite to Bjorn Borg. McEnroe cursed, broke his racket, all of those things. But you see, the closest athlete that I can compare to Bjorn Borg is Roger Federer. And you see, Federer also started out his career being a temper tantrum thrower. He will always get upset, smash rackets, throw it up and down. You see, when he was able to get control of his emotion, that was when he peaked and became one of the best tennis players to ever do. That's the first lesson, guys, from Beyond Borg. Don't forget, check out episode 126, episode 129, and episode 221. Now, the second lesson, guys, is always know when to step away. Now, when Beyond Borg lost to John Macro in the Wimbledon final in 1981, he said, when you lose, you should get disappointed because it's not good to say to yourself, I don't really care what's the big deal I lost in the final. But that's what exactly happened to me. I lost in the big final and I didn't really care that I lost. And that's not me. After that, I realized that's what's happening to me. Referring, of course, to him stepping away from the game. Even John McEnroe said, look, at the end of that final, you know, I kind of saw relief in his eyes, which was not something I was used to. Now, these guys had a storied rivalry. So he used to see the fire in Bog's eyes. But he saw that, look, this is not a guy, this is not the emotion that I've come to expect from Bog. It looks more or less like he's relieved. You see, what Bog was saying there was that, you see, he got to a point where he just couldn't find the motivation to keep going. Now, this is a guy who used to train five hours every single day, pouring everything that he had into his sports, the travel, the injuries, the journey, all of that. He embodied it did it to the best of his ability and when he got to the point where he couldn't motivate himself again he couldn't continue going he had to step away from the sport now at the age of 26 guys that is so young for a tennis player the only athletes that, re- that retire at that age are maybe the gymnast or maybe some of these other guys who play certain sports swimming and the likes but you see not tennis roger federer is still playing at the age of 37 currently but you see the lesson i want you to learn guys from this is that always understand when your time is up always understand when it's time to walk away when it's time to do something different when it's time to approach different goals and this specifically goes to the young athletes and the older athletes as well you see for the young athletes see we have this thing where we always want to continue chasing 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 even when it appears that what we are doing is not working or is not going to work but we keep at it keep at it for example if you play football or you play soccer if you're getting to your late 20s or if you're getting to your mid 20s if things are not working out for you yet Chances are, guys, that it will not work out. And I'm going to look at this, just like I said, on a future episode of the podcast about how you, as you get older, the chances of succeeding in sports continues to diminish. Now, it's not the end, but it continues to diminish. You, as a young athlete, must always understand 
when to step away either you're not motivated anymore either you're doing it as a chore either it's getting too difficult for you you have to understand when to step away so that you can focus on other things or so that you don't tarnish what you have already done beyond board at the age of 26 the question that most people ask now is how many grand slams would he have won if only he continued playing author ash who was also another legend of the sport said by the time he left talking about beyond Bog, of course the historical challenge didn't mean anything he was bigger than the game he was like elvis ollis taylor or somebody he was so massive in the sports at that time he was the first guy to win both the Wimbledon title and the French Open titles three years in a row back to back. So he won it the first year, French and Wimbledon. Next year, French and Wimbledon. Next year, French and Wimbledon. He won French six times in total, Wimbledon five times in total. Absolute legend, guys. Always learn when to step away from your sport, guys. Maybe you're old, maybe you're young, whichever one it is. Assess your situation. Don't say, oh, because this is what I've been doing for so long, then I might as well stay with it. Because this is what I've been doing for so long, uh, it will be ridiculous for me to step away now. No, don't say that. If it's your time to step away, step away from your sport. The final lesson I want you to learn from him is develop your game. You see, what made Beyond Ball great was the style of play. You see, at that time in tennis, you didn't have these guys that battled on the baseline. Then you didn't have too many double-handed backhand players. Obviously, now you see Djokovic fighting from the baseline, Nadal, baseline player, Stan Wawrinka, baseline player, and many of all these other guys. You see, when Bionbo came up with that, it was new. Then you see, the top spin that he added to his game was also relatively new at that time, as well as the double-handed backhand, where, of course, he used predominantly his right hand, but he used his left hand to get the racket so far back so that he could generate power to hit it past his opponent. You see, his game was so novel at that time. Then he had the athleticism and the fitness to back it up. It was so new to everyone that he said, look, we are playing tennis. Bjorn Borg is playing something else. He was so far above many of the other players that were playing at the time. What's the lesson here, guys? Develop your own game. What is your style? of playing your sport you throw javelin you're high jump now of course if you watch high jump you're going to see the likes of blanka vachik who had their style if it's povot it's in Baeva. then you had sergey bubka Rele navinelli many of all these guys develop their own style you see you have to develop your own game don't say hey look because this is what they're playing then i'm going to try to play it that way what if that is not working for you how can you set yourself apart by developing your own game in your sports tailor-made to what you are like you see if bog didn't have the physical attributes that he had in terms of his stamina in terms of his fitness maybe that game would not have worked for him so you might look at his game and say hey look i want to play like beyond bog but the question is do you have the same fitness that beyond bog has do you have the same stamina that he has or you want to play like nadal are you as physically fit as nadal is the game of nadal and the game of nadal and federal are vastly different now you might argue that Nadal is a fitter athlete than Federer, but you see, the way Federer plays is so different, so elegant on the court, not so much power, more precision. You see, everyone has what they're chasing. So work on your own game, guys. Work on your own game. Work to develop it. Work to improve it. Always tweak it. Watch yourself back. Watch tape. Do different things, guys. All in a bid to develop your own game. Beyond ball, guys, one of the greatest tennis players of all time. He won 11 Grand Slam titles. By the age of 26, I wonder how many if he had how many he would have won if he played for maybe like five or six years more. You know, so the record that Nadal, Fedra, Djokovic, Sampras, many of all these guys have now, how many would he have won? He was a trailblazer in the sport. And of course, in the show notes as well, I had up you know some tapes of him training, of him playing. He was he was such a delight to watch. And they called him the Iceman because he learned how to control his emotions, which is something one of the things that you're going to have to learn to do as a young athlete in your career 
if you're going to get to the peak. You learn how to stay composed, how to stay in the zone. Don't let other people fluster you and talk. Someone's talking trash to you. You just smile and look at him like, you think he can fluster me? Of course not. I'm in total control of what I'm doing. Three lessons that I want you to learn from Beyond Bog. Learn to be the master of your emotions. Always know when to step away and develop your own game. Absolutely key, guys. And there you have it, guys. One of the special things that you would have learned is superpower, so to speak, was that mastery of his emotions. And like I shared that quote with you, he said, they didn't really know what I was thinking or how I was feeling. If I am laughing or crying or disappointed or happy, they didn't know that because I kept it all to myself. That didn't mean I wasn't boiling inside, but I would never let anyone see that. It was a master of his emotions and of course one of the resources that i created to help you with that is mental mastery so head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery to get your hands on that program where you would learn how to master the mental and physical aspects of sports as well as come up with as well as eliminate the mental blocks that are holding you back from achieving your goals in sports or performing your best athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery head over to the website guys check out the free and paid resources that we have for you there all of it is geared to helping you break your mental and physical limitations like i said and of course master that strategy aspect because it is extremely key if you have any questions whatsoever uh, you want to give me feedback send me a mail tola at athletemaestro.com if you haven't subscribed to the podcast you haven't left us a rating and review what are you waiting for what your rating and review does is that it lets other athletes find the podcast know that this is a worthwhile resource they can use to chase their goals in sports athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing it's not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do i want you to go out there I want you to learn all the lessons you can from a legend in Beyond Borg. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.